Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, rugby fans, and welcome to episode 69 of the DNVR Rugby Podcast. My name is Colton Strickler. As always, I'm your host. I hope everybody's having a wonderful holiday season. I know I certainly am. Uh, As you can probably tell from the title of this episode, this will be a similar show to the one that I put out last week. Uh, It's still pretty quiet around here, and I wanted to make sure I got a show out. Uh, But we will be back to our regular scheduled programming next week. You know how it is with the holiday and booking guests, and I've got some technical difficulties kind of going on around this time of year. So just like last week's show, kind of we'll give you a rundown on some of the rugby that you can watch this weekend. Um, And I will also talk a little bit about the rugby rugby ATL announcement that they made on Wednesday. Uh, but then we'll move into a similar format with some of the, the better interviews that I kind of picked out of guys that will be coming back for the Rugby Town Crossover Academy's 2021 season. Um, and then I'll throw in one with the manager, Peter Pass, because he just kind of describes the the program and uh, you know how he went about recruiting and what they're looking for and what the overall goal is and stuff like that, just so that people kind of get a better idea of the program as a whole. So uh, we'll go ahead and jump into into the rugby ATL announcement that I mentioned, and it's nothing new. Um, they just confirmed today on Wednesday that Steve Brett um, is going to join up with them to coach uh, in 2021. And if you've been listening to the show and you follow along on Twitter, you know that we kind of announced that over a month ago. We announced that November 21st. Uh, so I just wanted to, to announce that, make sure that that was out there because Rugby ATL confirmed it. Um, and with that, we'll go ahead and jump into the rugby that you can talk about or that you can watch this weekend. You can always talk about rugby whenever you want. Um, but the rugby you can watch this weekend, we'll jump into the Premiership. So they're in round five of 22. And so on Friday, on January 1st, 2021, thank God this year is over. Uh, we've got Bristol versus Newcastle at 8 a.m. And then we got Wasps versus Exeter at Saturday uh, January 2nd at 7 a.m. We've got Glass Servers Sales on January 2nd at 9.30 a.m. And then we've got Lice Servers Bath on Sunday, January 3rd at 8 a.m. You can catch all four of those matches on Peacock. And then uh, against Pro 14, we've got, uh, we're in round 10 of 10. So moving to, I think there's a couple makeup games they have to play over the next couple weeks, but uh, rest of the table's kind of done for that. So we'll start things off with Scarlets versus Dragons on Friday, January 1st at 10.15 a.m. We've got Cardiff Blues versus Ospreys on Friday, January 1st at 12.35 p.m. We've got Benetton versus Zebra on Saturday, uh, January 2nd at 6 a.m. Edinburgh versus Glasgow Warriors on Saturday at 8 a.m. Ulster versus Munster on Saturday at 10.15 a.m. Leinster versus Connacht on Saturday at 12.35 p.m. Glasgow Warriors First, oops, it looks like they looped in the next week's competitor, you know, rounds as well. But Glasgow Warriors versus Benetton on Friday, uh, the 8th at 12.35 p.m. And then Zebra versus Edinburgh on Saturday, the 9th at 6 a.m. So you can catch all those matches on ESPN+. Plus. So when you're sitting around after New Year's, uh, you know, enjoying the kind of the last lazy weekend before things kind of get rolling, Whatever you do in whatever industry you work, you get back to normal life. Uh, you can you can sprinkle in some rugby into your football and basketball and some bowl games as well. So that's all the rugby you can watch this weekend. Enjoy those matches. Um, yeah, and like I said, for this week's show, kind of going back through some of the, the interviews I did regarding the Rugby Town Crossover Academy, kind of figure this is the, the perfect week to recap some of the work that the program has done in those last few months of 2020. Also kind of look forward to what 2021 will bring. 
Uh, it sounds like they've got a, a lot of exciting stuff lined up. And, of course, I'll be there the whole way uh, bringing you the news and info regarding the program and, and when these guys start reporting here in the next week or so. So uh, I went back through, just kind of rounded up some of the interviews I've done, uh, just kind of give you an idea of the goal of the program, what to expect, and, and who the players that will be making up the program are. Um, in case there are people out there that don't kind of want to sift back through all those episodes that I've been doing since October, um, I'll package a few of them up so that you can check all that all that cool stuff out uh, and see kind of what's going to be happening around here next year. So, uh, in the meantime, though, I've been I've been working on some some cool stuff over the last few weeks. I'm excited to share with everybody when the time is right. I've very literally left no stone unturned for some of these projects that I've been cooking up. So make sure you stay tuned for all that. And the best way to stay tuned with all of that is keeping up with us on Twitter at DNVR Rugby and at Colton Strickler. Uh, check out all of our content on the DNVR.com. And while you're there, uh, make sure you check out all the other great content that lives on the DNVR.com as well. Whether you like basketball, football, hockey, you know, college sports, golf, uh, make sure to check all that content out because it's all awesome stuff in its own right. Uh, the DNVR golf guys gave me some good advice on how to stop blading my wedges on their episode this week regarding New Year's resolutions. So hopefully that tip will, will find me land, finally land me in Dan Powers foursome, um, but I will not get my hopes up though. So uh, maybe one day I'll catch an invite. But anyways, uh, enjoy some of these best of interviews regarding the Rugby Town Crossover Academy. Have a happy and safe new year to everybody. I'm sure if you're like me, you're just ready to get 2020 over, move on to 2021. Uh, hopefully we start seeing the light at the end of the tunnel here pretty soon. Um, and I will catch everybody back here next year. <laughs> All right, now welcome on to the show, Glendale Rugby Manager, Peter Pass. Peter, how are you doing? Doing well, man. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for taking the time to join me. I'm looking forward to the chat. There's a lot I want to get into, but the first question uh, we ask everybody that comes on the show is just can you tell us a little bit about where you're from? Yeah, I'm uh, born and raised here in Denver, Colorado, uh, so one of the few that are actually from here, but yeah, um, yeah grew up here. <laughs> I hear you. I am too. You don't meet very many uh, natives anymore. Uh, so when and how did you get into rugby? Uh, so my dad played rugby. He was on a rugby team in Northwestern in college, uh -huh. and then after moving back to Denver, started playing with the uh, Dem or Littleton Harlequins back mm -hmm. then, and then it became the Denver Harlequins. Yeah. So then, uh, so it's just something you played from when, when age did you start playing? So, you know, gr growing up watching games and like playing, you know, watching my dad play, like I played in like an under 10 rugby right. game. So early yeah. rugby for me. And then I started actually playing senior year of high school after football was over. Nice. Uh, where did you go to high school? I went to Ponderosa High School oh, in Parker. Nice. Yeah. yeah. We played Ponderosa a couple of times. Um, so can you kind of take us through your rugby career? So you're playing at Ponderosa, then you go up to CU, is that right? Yeah, correct. So, you know, our, our football coach was also the track coach, so he wasn't into letting us play rugby. I would have loved to have played when I was a freshman. Mm -hmm. um, but once football was done um, and it didn't look like I was going to be getting a scholarship or anything, uh, rugby started, and, you know, I had such a great time with it my senior year. Um, and then I already knew I was going to CU for architectural engineering. Right. Um, and ended up playing there four years there and just loving it. Yeah. Uh, so do you have a favorite rugby memory? Yeah, I mean, I, I would say several, but, like, you know, even just growing up around rugby, like going to the mountains with my dad and, you know, basically tournaments in Aspen or Breckenridge or Vail. Yeah. Um, so kind of my, you know, for me, getting to play in a game with my brother who played rugby as well at CU and played, was an All-American 
um, getting to play with him in Aspen for kind of like my final game, which right. was more of a social thing. Yeah. Uh, he passed me a score, you know, a try. <laughs> so my dad watching. So for me, that was probably one of my favorite moments yeah, for me personally. That's awesome. I like that. I like asking people that because it's always so different. So uh, thanks for sharing that. Can you kind of explain like how you got your job and I guess like how long have you worked here and what is it exactly that you do for people that yeah. are unaware? Yeah. So I, I worked, obviously played rugby at Glendale, um, Back in the day, like 2008, yeah. 2009, 2010. Um, but back then, I was still having to work as an engineer, as a salesman. Um, but I started looking for other things to do than sales, yeah. something that I would like more. So I went and actually worked up at CU Football. Mm -hmm. And I emailed Coach Brian Cabral up there, a uh, linebacker coach who was up there for 20 years, like six yeah. different head coaches. Uh, he's like an institution up there. So I got to work with him up there directly and um, doing recruiting mm -hmm. and found out that I really loved doing it. It was great. Right. Um, so then years and years later, I kind of reached out to Mark Bullock, who was my coach here when I played here, and just said, hey, you know, this MLR thing is amazing. Like, I'm loving watching it. And if there's any way I can just help out, you know, I'd love to help. So him and I started talking and doing some recruiting stuff, some film type stuff. And that's right. basically how I ended up getting the job. Yeah. And that kind of leads into the to perfectly to the next question because that's kind of what your your days has consisted of most recently is that that's correct right <laughs> yeah it's kind of cool so obviously you know like MLR has changed mm -hmm. um, so our focus has changed and it's kind of funny for me because it's it's changed to like what I love doing right um, you know day to day like now we're recruiting American athletes which in MLR we were recruiting foreigners like mm -hmm. that was what yeah. we had to do to survive and right. to win. So um, it's funny, like the job, even though from the outside looking in, you would think like, um, oh, man, it's unfortunate they're not in the MLR anymore. But for me, it's like becoming even more of a dream job than it already was. Right. Because we're getting to go through this process of recruiting on a day-to-day -day basis and like finding guys that maybe have never even really heard of rugby and like bringing them into it, which is, you know, super fun. Right. And so you, you're talking about this Rugby Town Crossover Academy, which – if you listen to the show a couple weeks ago, we had Mark Bullock on. He explained that the ins and out. But I would like to hear from your perspective. So can you kind of talk about how long this idea has been in the works? Yeah. Well, and I mean, I would think a lot of people listening and just a lot of rugby fans in general, the idea has been in our heart and our minds for a long time. Yeah. You know, my dad and I used to talk about, you know, what if they took the Alabama Crimson Tide and with all their resources and all their athletes and had them play rugby for a year, how good could they be? Right. And I think we all think they could be pretty good. And, <laughs> yes. like, you know, so obviously they're not going to do that. Um, but luckily, you know, with the setup here with the city and the facilities that we have here, we can do it. We can take that risk to, to see and to test this theory. So I think, you know, it was always an idea in, you know, Mark and Mayor Donovan's mind as well of, like, how to make this, like, you know, um, get better athletes in here. And, right. and they've been doing that for, you know, 15 years here, and it's been working great. Right. This is just now a new extreme effort of basically saying, like, we're putting our, you know, foot in the sand. We're going to test something here. It may look crazy from the outside looking in. Yeah. Um, and, and we're hoping, like, we get to su surprise some people, and it, like, ends up being something that, um, you know, can actually maybe help make a difference you know, obviously, we love. I played college rugby. Mm -hmm. We love all the people that are already playing rugby, and there's already people working on youth rugby and all these things. So, those people are growing the game from that way, and mm -hmm. we're looking just to try to grow it in a little bit yeah. additional, different direction that can maybe, hopefully, help supply some players either for MLR teams or for um, even obviously the USA national team or 
European teams. Right. And I think that you put that beautifully because it is just attacking it from a different angle that people really haven't tried or haven't, you know, had the resources or the, you know, anything like that, the staff, the manpower, the time to do that. Um, so can you kind of explain how you've gone about it from your role? Like, how have you gone about recruiting? Where have you gone to find players? Who have you talked to? Like, can you speak on um, the last few years, you know, establishing relationships with college programs, strength yeah. and conditioning coaches? I know you've is a big avenue you've got there. So can you just kind of go talk about how you've done all that? Like, yeah. where you've looked to find these guys? Because I've seen the database firsthand, and it's extensive. It's huge, and yeah. it had to take time. So I just wonder if you could talk about that. Yeah, and it's, it's cool. Like, I mean, you know, we, we had a call early on, call it like March, right after MLR was over, and we talked with the USA bobsled um, head recruiting coach, and he gave great advice. Like, he was like, you know, we're doing this. We were in, I forget what the show was called, like the next Olympic hopeful, yeah, yeah. right? And, like, they had rugby guys doing that as well. Right. So obviously, like, Dan Payne, like people in world rugby, um, high performance, like they've been doing this. USA Rugby's been doing this as well. Yeah. Um, we're just trying to add our effort here, um, you know, to make it, to build a team here that's just us. And I don't mean to cut you off, but even just like that idea, like how do you get that idea to reach out to the Bob USA bobsled? Like, yeah, and that that's was something that I would never think to do ever. Yeah, and I mean that's one of the. That was one of our strength and conditioning coaches on our team that basically said, hey, this is a contact I have. Okay. You know, and let's talk yeah. to this guy and just see what he does, right? So ultimately, like you're saying, like it just all comes down to connections, contacts, like building relationships, right? Mm -hmm. So it's going to take a while. Like our coaches, you know, and the number one, I would say, takeaway we got from that call with USA Bobsled was um, that every coach on your staff should be recruiting pretty much all year, every year, right? Right. And that was like a great initial takeaway because it was like, oh, okay, so like – I don't have to do this alone or like, let's get all the coaches involved. Cause like, um, at the end of the day, they're going to have to coach these guys anyways. So like, yeah. you know, for them to be on the phone, for them to be looking at video, for them to be looking at film, then when the guy gets here, they can't blame me for like, Hey, mm -hmm. you know, everybody this had isn't a working out. This, right. Yeah. yeah. We all looked at this guy. <laughs> we all wanted to like sign off on that. We think he has a, a chance to really, and this isn't going to be easy. Like crossing over to no, rugby, sure. it's going to take crazy hard work just cause you played for Alabama or you played, in the NFL or these types of guys, like it doesn't mean that they can just immediately pick up rugby. We all know that, right? It's going right. to take certain types of guys. So, yeah, I think we know that we need to go out and make relationships with SNC coaches and with football coaches and basketball coaches and wrestling coaches, and we're doing that. But that kind of takes a little longer, and we're, we're slowly right. developing those relationships. We have some from the past. So, yeah. you know, but the, the idea for the database is – we need a team now, you yes. know, and we're building the team of 30 <laughs> to 40 guys out of nothing, right? Yeah. So a way for us to also do that is to reach out directly to the players. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, we basically just started going through and looking at college rosters and basically picking off, you know, seniors that had just graduated, mm -hmm. maybe even guys that had graduated two years ago. Right. Um, you know, and ultimately just looking at them, you know, from football, wrestling, and basketball – and kind of looking at the heavier weighted guys, right? Because, mm -hmm. I mean, rugby, you know, an initial step that helped us a lot was USA Rugby kind of has some guidelines of guys that they're looking for right. for people at each position. So call it strength metrics, weight metrics, you know, not really height as much, but like yeah. definitely weight is a factor in rugby. So, yeah. um, you know, a big part of it is like, you know, we kind of joke around here, but like we'd love to have a team full of players that, you know, there's no mediums on the team and there's, <laughs> You know, it's mostly guys over 200 pounds, right? Yeah. And, um, 
and really it ends up being guys like over 210, 220, 230, mm -hmm. that in the USA guidelines to meet their weight standards, that would be 230 or 215 or 220 would be 13 of the 15 positions on the field, right? Yeah. Just different heights and different speeds and things. So um, we've just gone through starting at Division One schools and then going to Division Two and even some Division Three, um, and just looking, you know, for guys, putting them into this database, and then what you and I have done, and then and a, a lot of the rest of our staff has done together is basically look for Instagram or Twitter accounts mm -hmm. to then reach out to them with our, you know, Colorado Raptors or Rugby Town, yeah. um, you know, account, and basically just write to them and say, hey, we have this opportunity potentially for you. We're putting on a mini camp or a tryout. Yeah. You know, it's not a combine. Like, we've already seen your stats. You've mm -hmm. already been recruited to play Division One football. Like, we want to see we, you here. We know you're good at sports. We know you're athletic. We want you to try, try rugby, right? Exactly. Like, and, yeah. you know, like, it's, it's more like this is a recruiting trip where it's like, come here, mm -hmm. see our facility, you know, see our coaches. Mm -hmm. let, let, let's see if you like rugby, you mm -hmm. know, and then, like, we want to see your character. We want to see your values, your work rate. You know, do you have that mindset of like, you know, wanting to go learn something new, you mm -hmm. know? Right. And so is this the right fit for you, really? Like, and there's no strings attached. It's like, come out, check it out. Um, you know, and we'll be doing it multiple times a year, yeah. um, every year, right? This will be, we'll be adding to this team, you know, constantly. And it's great. Like, we're, we're getting great, I mean, amazing feedback so far. Yeah. An amazing response. And, you know, it takes a little bit of numbers right now because, like, you just never, you know, there's a lot of reasons that this wouldn't work out for you if you just got married and have kids or, mm -hmm. you know, you're just not wanting to get, you know, yeah. physically beat up in a sport anymore. Like, because we're sitting there telling you, like, this is like a five to seven year, 10 year process of Plan, becoming a right. long term professional, you know, career in rugby. So, like, you got to have that mindset that, like, you know, you want to transfer over and have something new, yeah. you know, be involved in your life. And we're, we're finding, like, we just had a guy. Ryan Cloud, who's come to the camp, he wrestled at Ryder University, and he sent me a picture last night. He was out at a high school rugby practice, like, <laughs> trying to learn, right? Because it's like, awesome. so this guy was on a Division One wrestling scholarship. He's never played rugby in his life. Yeah. And he's walking out to a high school practice just to, like, learn basics <laughs> before he comes to this camp. You know, he's yeah. 6'6", 250, like a heavyweight wrestler. Like, Jeez. And, you know, I mean, for us, that's, like, that's the kind of guy you want, work right. it's going to take, right? That's the kind of effort and mindset it's going to yeah. take because it's not going to be just like you come here and like your ego is so big and yeah. you, you know you immediately just should be playing in right. the mlr or something because like that's not mm -hmm. you know a lot of mlr teams like there's not a lot of spots open for american players and like um you know they're not immediately just going to be able to like you know throw a guy on a team just because he played at alabama or whatever right for sure and the thing i wanted to ask you peter i guess you can pick the next question so do you want to talk about what your typical day looks like with this camp less than a month away? Or do you want to talk about, because I feel like the, that question will lead into the other one is just like, how are you surprised with how well kind of the, the meetings and the calls have gone with these people and these coaches and stuff? Yeah, I, the day-to-day the -day is a lot of like, you know, searching still for yeah. players, like on Twitter and Instagram, like, you know, in communications, you know, um, what, what I have enjoyed about it is like, as soon as we can get a guy on the phone, right? you know, I've, I've sold a lot of different things in my life. I've sold <laughs> engineering equipment, you know, crane, construction sales. Like, yeah. this is something I actually believe in. And yeah. this is something, like, I love, right? So we get him on the phone, and, like, those calls tend to go really well. Like, as soon as we can actually get a guy on the phone, which isn't easy mm -hmm. to get a guy on the phone, but once we get him on the phone and kind of can explain what we're doing here, they're like, wow, this is, like, 
this is an amazing opportunity. Like, yeah. And, you know, our pay and our compensation, like, it's on par with some of these, obviously not NFL, but, like, right. you know, XFL, CFL, mm-hmm. those are the caliber athletes that are coming to this, and they're, they're sitting there going, wow, like, housing, food, pay, like, mm-hmm. insurance, like, this is a pretty good setup. So it's just been, it's been great that, like, the city of Glendale, you know, and this organization has put us in a position that we have the the mm-hmm. funds to be able to sell the right caliber of athlete right. that we're going to need to take a hundred percent crossover team and go play teams around the country and then internationally. Right. Like, um, so it's good. It's like it's we're able to you know we're able to sell enough you know that it, to get the right people here. So it's, it's making it pretty fun for sure. Yeah, I think the the thing that's interested me, I know just from talking to you in the past, is like how receptive that these strength and conditioning coaches or these these people that you're reaching out to at these Division One programs have been. I don't, and I, I don't even know like why I can't really wrap my head around that. But that's been kind of the cool for me just here secondhand of that how you're, you know, you're working with with all these people. And I guess that kind of leads into the the next question I wanted to ask is just. Um, can you explain like the relationship with the Spring League, like how that all started and how big of a help they've been to you and and, and the whole team as you're getting this rolling? Yeah, yeah. And you so, can talk to if you if you want about no, going yeah. Out next week. And it's and it's so cool, right? Because like we don't know, we don't know. Like you know, I was reading an article on the XFL and why it went bankrupt, and at the mm-hmm. very bottom of this very long article, you know, there was a mention of this league, the Spring League, and I'd never heard of them. I was like, oh my gosh, like. We've been kind of looking for combines and other things to go to. Um, so I just emailed him. I said, hey, we have a coaching staff. We'd love to come out to your, you know, your combine or camp. And they immediately wrote back, and it was in COVID, and they said, like, hey, like, we're actually looking for a facility to hold right. our next combine. <laughs> and, like, we looked at your facility. It looks amazing. So they ended up coming out here. I think it was June yeah. that they came out here. Um, I think it was, like, 200, 300 guys that we got to look at immediately. And we have, you know – several guys from that camp coming to this, yeah. you know, um, you know, Mandel Dixon, who was a, uh, he played for the Steelers, like you right. know, he was in the NFL, like, <laughs> and he is, he's pumped. He's out, like, we've got him looking at, um, you know, number two hooker yeah. and like, he's out there throwing, you know, uh, line outs on his own, like practicing. Right. And, like he showed me his first throws ever and he hit the po- the goalpost twice in a row, right. you know, with his first throw. So it's like, um, it, it's a cool connection. So like, and they've grown, you know, they're on TV now they're on Fox sports one. They've just signed this new deal. So, um, coach Pete Borlase and I are going out there, um, next week to go, um, you know, to San Antonio to the Alamo, Alamo dome to look at, they have six teams playing there. So it's yeah. 300 players. And these are, these are guys that are right on the outside looking in and like they're what I, what we like about like the spring league and, you know, combines like that, like the national scouting combine and the American, um, uh, combine the Q camps is like, yeah, these are guys that are paying to go to these things. Right. That's how much they love rugby. Like these guys are hard workers. I mean, sorry, that's how much they love football. Right. You know, and like they're paying to go to these camps. They're paying to get film. And what we're telling them is like, Hey, come play here, get for, film. Yeah. You know, like we'll, we're going to pay for your housing. We're going to pay for your, you know, come, come try this. And like, yeah. you know, if it works out for you where you end up, the film works out to you where you get in the XFL or maybe even the NFL or something like that's a win for all of us here. Like you're basically, um, you know, that's a positive for everybody. Cause it's like, you came here, mm-hmm. you, you tried something and you know, maybe this is in your back pocket for after, or right. maybe it just turns into a career right now as well. So, yeah. And then I know it's like you've said before, if, if anything, it's just a way to stay in shape and, and learn, you know, to sharpen your skills, learn new skills. And, and like you said, maybe just maybe they fall in love with it and they yeah. are on the national team in yeah. a couple of years. And so. like what we're noticing is we get these guys on the phone and, 
they're working like two jobs. Like they're working as an Amazon delivery guy and they're working in yeah. a restaurant and they're, they're working their butt off to pay a, to be 280 pounds, like to eat that <laughs> to much eat, food yeah. to, you know, to pay trainers, to, to work with agents, to pay, to go to combines, to get film, to get in front of coaches when football, it's like, it's, it's a big expense until you're in, you know? Yeah. So if we can help guys by them coming and continuing that type of stuff here while they play rugby with us, yeah. um, you know, and it, if it works on the rugby end for us, that's great, obviously. And if it, you know, works on the football end as well, like that's great. Cause like, mm-hmm. we're not sitting there trying to tell these guys like their dreams should just be over. Like this was their dream for a long time. Yeah. And they were literally right on the front door, like knocking mm-hmm. and they, for whatever reason, you know, may not be there anymore. So yeah. it's, a, it's good to have, to keep the opportunity open. For sure. Um, can you, uh, how, tell us how many people have committed to the camp here in a couple of weeks. Yeah, so I'd say we have, you know, we're, we're kind of capping the number right around 40. Yeah. Um, and, you know, with COVID and things, like, we have, you know, our COVID, like, requirements and stuff. So we may even right now have to, like, break that down into, like, two groups of 25 right, right. or less or whatever. Um, you know, and basically, um, you know, we, I would say we have around 30 to 35 that have, like, They've sent their travel information. They're, you know, they're coming, right? Yeah. So we're kind of filling in a few of those last spots, um, you know, and, like, um, the thing that looking for at the moment is, like, some taller athletes. Like, right. you know, we've got a few 6'6 six, six and 6'5 six, and 6'4 guys. Um, so we're kind of looking for a few, you know, and it's always that struggle of, like, <laughs> any MLR program anywhere, you right. know, any rugby program, like, finding these 6'7, six, 6'8 six, type lock type yeah, players yeah. or even just – back rowers or things. Um, so we're looking for a few guys like that currently, and I, we're getting some responses and talking them through stuff. Um, and, you know, what we're telling guys, too, is for the right kind of guys. Like, you know, you went to LSU. You played football at a high level. Um, you know, you're not able to make this camp. Like, we'll bring you in here for a one-day recruiting trip with our coaches. Like, mm-hmm. we'll look at you. We'll run you through some drills. Yeah. And, like, even in that little amount of time, we can tell enough to be like, hey, we want you to come here, yeah. live here full-time. Um, so it's really like a recruiting trip for, right, you know, right. and we'll be doing that throughout the year as we, you know, cause we're going to sign 30, 35, 40 players to contracts starting in January for our domestic season here, you know, January through May yeah. playing in Texas, playing in California. Um, and there'll be guys that move in and out of that, you know, like yeah, maybe yeah. they do get called up, maybe the CFL right. decides to start and they, right, a few yeah. of them have to go. Right. So then we'll have to bring some more players in. So we'll be, we'll be constantly, having guys kind of in reserve and having guys, you know, ready to come in so that yeah. we're not left, you know, without a team here. All right. I know we've kind of talked about a bunch of different little goals, but if you if you had to put one big goal, what what would you say the overall goal of the program is? I mean, I would say the overall goal of the program is to find players that can play in a USA national team, World Cup team. Mm-hmm. So it's a very unselfish goal. It has nothing to do with the Colorado Raptors. Like, yeah you know, if we could look back in eight years or whatever and we see five or seven guys that we helped bring into the sport that are playing on that team, on that stage, U.S. wins one or two games, maybe they get out of pool play, mm-hmm. and we're sitting there going, hey, we helped move the needle here. Like, yeah. we helped affect what's happening in rugby in the U.S., you know? And so it's a, I think it's a very unselfish goal. It's like yeah. that's our true mission here is like – and that's what we tell these players, like – this is going to be a transition, right? You're not going to be coming in just getting paid a bunch of money. Like, you've never played rugby in your life. Like, mm-hmm. But you are going to get housing. You are going to get food. You are going to get a stipend. You're going to get, you know, living, yeah. you know, expendable money. And, like, our goal for you is to be playing on the U.S. national team, to be playing in Europe, to be playing in an MLR team or, or playing for us. Yeah. Um, and 
our real goal for you is to be playing on that U.S. national team to help the U.S. win a World Cup, right? So that's right. like the ultimate goal. Now we all know that's a huge goal, but yeah. like we're gonna we're gonna do this for the next 15, 20 years, however long it takes, and onward, right? And yeah. hopefully we keep even if we find one guy a year, like that starts really you know moving the needle for the the national team, right? And I guess that kind of plays into the last question I have for you before I let you go, Peter, is why should people be excited about this program? And I asked the same question to Mark, so I, I rephrased it a little bit. It's like, you can speak for you. You really can't speak for, like, everybody, I guess. So why, why are you excited about this program? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I've said a little bit of it. Like, I'm super excited about it because it's something that, A, I would have never thought I would have got the chance to do, mm-hmm. right? And, like, B, like, it's something that I think a lot of American rugby fans have thought about Mm-hmm. in their back of their mind, right? What if you took high-level, you know, American football players, basketball players, those types of guys, um, and had them playing rugby, right? So yeah. I think for our fans here, like, we're going to be playing here in the city. Like, they're going to come watch these guys, and it's going to be, like, it's going to be names they know. It's going to be, like, you know, yeah. wow, I'm watching, you know, like, we're talking to Sean Moreno. We're talking to TJ Ward, like, trying to get guys like that here, you know, obviously they're a little bit older, but like, you know, get them in, get the stands filled with guys. And then we start creating this buzz, this kind of, you know, street cred that we're here. This is what we're doing. And then word of mouth will start going through these football players. And they'll be going, Hey man, like this, there's this opportunity to play rugby. And like this guy did it three years ago. Now he's playing in Europe. He's playing for a, you know, a, a powerhouse rugby team in Europe. He's getting to travel the world. He's getting to do it. So I would say the excitement for me is like I, I love what we're doing because I think we're gonna have a great team. Like we're gonna mm-hmm. we're gonna surprise some people and um, this idea of us playing internationally and playing you know in Europe and stuff. Um, you know, it's just this great combination of like getting to do domestic stuff, right? You know, building an American product in rugby and then getting to bring that and bring that abroad, right? And we're doing this documentary, which I think is gonna be really cool. Like basically. NFL players trying to make it in rugby for, you know, right, UK right. audiences to watch. And I think Americans would watch it too. But like, yeah. you know, like there's just a lot going on that like for me, um, we're kind of seeing it. it's like a small startup business. Like we're mm-hmm. starting this right now and, you know, we have amazing facilities and stuff already set up here that's been provided. So now we're getting to like, you know, take this in a direction that like really, you know, can be something that like, you know, we can be proud of like as Americans in the future, like, changing how the game's produced and watched and, right. you know, all these types of things that, like, can help Americans get more into this sport. Because, like, as we, you and I both know, I th- yeah. I, I, I'm in love with the sport. I think it's amazing, yeah. right? <laughs> and what's cool is, is, like, getting to look on those faces of a 280-pound defensive lineman, you know, like Jalen Robinson, who, you know, he's been he's been playing defense for years. Like, as soon as he gets, gets that ball in his hand, like, mm-hmm. he's going to get to score. Like, you get to do both things. Like, for guys, like you know they're going to love rugby once they play right. it too. So, I mean, we're, we've got a great product to sell, and I'm, I'm pumped. Like, So I think it's just going to be cool cool to see it grow here, um, and the future is awesome for us, I think. Right, and I don't, I'm super excited about it. Uh, it's been fun to, to be up this close and personal and watch this kind of thing, whole thing come together. So looking forward to getting rolling here in a couple of weeks. So that's all the questions I had for you, Peter. Thanks so much for your time. Thanks, man. All right, now welcome on to the show, the newest member of the Rugby Town Crossover Academy, Jalen Robinson. Jalen, how are you doing? I'm doing great, man. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to come chat with me real quick. Uh, so, Jalen, the first question we ask everybody is this. Could you tell us a little bit about where you're from? Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, I'm from northwest Indiana. Um, my, my parents were born and raised in Gary, Indiana. 
I went to Lake Central High School. Um, I reside now in Indianapolis, which is only a couple now hours away. So right down the street here in here in Indiana. Very nice. So never been to Indiana. I've heard good things though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's nice. It, it gets cold here in the winter, but I'm sure yeah. you're used to that as well. Yeah, I'm well aware of that. Different type of cold, but but that's all right. So, uh, Jalen, I've read that you you were kind of a jack of all trades growing up. You played a lot of different sports. Uh, Two time state champion wrestler. Uh, you know, throw the discus shot put, played football. So uh, could you just kind of tell us about all the sports that you played throughout your life and when you started playing sports? Yeah, yeah. Uh, man, I, I've been, been playing sports since I've, you know, been alive, really. Mm-hmm. I think I remember playing football at, you know, five or six, and my mom had to actually get me <laughs> get me out of the, the flag football leagues because yeah. I was tackling kids to the ground. Yeah. Um, so I've always been a, been a ball player and, you know, I, I started wrestling in seventh grade, um, playing football throughout my whole life. I started wrestling and track actually in seventh grade and that grew into two sports that I I love and, and, um, you know, will always be a part of me. Um, and like you mentioned, I had two state titles in wrestling and I had one in, um, discus my senior year, um, for track and field and play second in shot. So I've been, you know, uh, all around the, the board when it comes to being a, a multi-sport athlete mm-hmm. and uh it served me very well up until this point yeah well, it's still serving me well and it, it forever will yeah for sure uh when did you start or when did you decide that football was something that you wanted to pursue i think it, it got more serious going into high school mm-hmm. um it, it really became something that i i saw myself doing for as long as possible and, and every football player especially Lyman, knows that there's a short opportunity, a short one, you know, my, give that my all, um, while I could. So I I decided while I was in high school that I was going to go play, play ball and ended up at Purdue, loved Mm -hmm. it. And, um, you know, it's, it's been a a great ride for me ever since. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, you played professional football, which is something that a a large majority of the population can't say that they've done. So I was wondering if you could take us through your, your football career a little bit. I know you just mentioned playing at Purdue, um, then what came after Purdue? Yeah. Yeah. So after Purdue, um, after my senior year, I got briefly picked up by the Chicago bears, mm-hmm. um, just to, just brought into camp. Um, nothing came out of it, which was, you know, completely fine. It's, it's a, it's a business. Mm-hmm. But after that, I went up and played in the CFL for a few weeks for the BC lions. Um, and, you know, I loved, loved Canada and I actually was planning on, um, going to play again this year in Montreal before yeah. they canceled the season. So they, uh, they canceled the, this this year's season so that you know put up put an end to that but i actually so after i came out of college and went through the bears and went through um you know bc lions in vancouver the alliance of american football league um everybody knows it as the aaf league mm-hmm. i think bill polian and all those guys you know owned it i got an opportunity a, a great shot to go down and, and play in san diego a place i'd never been before mm-hmm. um in a league that had never been heard of before and, and i made the best out of that opportunity i absolutely loved it great league um you know obviously it ended um kind of abruptly and nobody expected it but it did um it you know it it was a great experience for me it got me to um got me out there to the west coast Mm -hmm. um so i I loved san diego and after that i I got a chance um to uh work out for a a couple more nfl teams in there nothing came out of it so i went right to the xfl league um and that as most people know, was owned by Vince McMahon and unfortunately was, um, you know, shut down due to coronavirus. Yeah. 
but you know that that was another another amazing amazing opportunity and i'm excited to you know see where that goes in the future i'm yeah. not sure right now about anything because of coronavirus with that that uh that side of football but um after that after those five five weeks which the season was only five weeks because of coronavirus i started yeah. looking for new opportunities and that's when i stumbled upon um you know rugby yeah yeah that's perfect that leads right into the next question is just wondering if you could tell us how, how you were presented with this opportunity how did you get in contact with with peter and and some of these other guys how you got recruited to the rugby town crossover academy yeah, yeah. So actually, interestingly, interestingly enough, one of my offensive coordinators in college, um, mm-hmm. Coach Shu, amazing guy, has has always been a um, a high energy guy that I've I've looked up to. Um, he he was he he actually gave a speech, and I remember it like it was yesterday. He yeah. was talking about the New Zealand All Blacks, and it was my junior year. Yeah, it was my junior year of college, uh, sophomore junior, one of those years. So. Um, he was telling me about the most winningest team in basically sports history in the, in the world. And I'm like, what are you talking about coach? You're a football guy. Yeah. Everybody knows the Patriots have the most, <laughs> <laughs> the most you know, recently have, have had, they had a bunch of Super Bowls. Yeah. And no, and nobody knew the answer to the question, of course, in the entire football room. And he started to explain to us about the New Zealand all blacks and, you know, their dedication to, you know, becoming, an an amazingly well-rounded team, very disciplined, um, beyond discipline, beyond the the, the point of, um, you know, one individual, but as a team, they were an amazingly disciplined team. And and that's what he was trying to instill in us in that meeting. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, years go by and coach Shoup actually contacted me and asked me if I was interested in playing rugby. And at first I was still playing football. So I, I, I really didn't have much interest in rugby right. yet because I was bouncing from the Alliance of American Football League and yeah. XFL. So I told him I, it's definitely, you know, I, after, you know, looking up years and, and years of watching the All Blacks do the haka and, and a bunch of <laughs> amazing highlights of, of seeing these amazing athletes just um, play a sport that they love that's completely different from mine. Yeah. I just gave it a, um, you know, I, I, I put it to, to, to the side for during my football career. But after football was, was, you know, finished for me, I told myself that I'm going to give it a shot. Yeah. Um, if there was still that opportunity, which, you know, fortunately there is because of this crossover Academy. So that, that was how I got introduced to the sport. And it was, you know, years and years ago, I, I still, I'll never to this day, you know, I won't say that I have any rugby experience, which I yeah. don't. Yeah. Um, everyone knows that, but, it has been something that I've tried to to study and, and, and bring into my um, my my football career throughout the years. That's a very interesting story. And that's kind of funny that the it's uh, most of the guys I talked to have, have said that you know their football coaches aren't aren't really like open to the idea of rugby at all. For so for this guy to to give this speech is an interesting uh, tidbit to me. I like that. Um, yeah. <laughs> so. Julian, does this uh, does this idea of trying something new at, at this stage in your life excite you at all? I feel like as you get older, you you have less and less opportunity to to try things for the first time. I'm learning, um, so I just yeah. kind of want to get your perspective on that. Man, it is an amazing opportunity for me to even even have this chance to play, and it excites me more than anything to be able to learn and play a new sport that I have have honestly never played before i i know it takes skill years and years and years to develop the 
the skills of, of some of these guys that I'm going to be, you know, a, attempting to do. But man, I, it excites me more than more than anything to be able to go out and play another game and, and develop skills that I never, um, never, never could have imagined. And actually, I, I don't think, you know, I, I, everyone says age is but a number, but in my eyes, it truly, truly just is a number. Yeah. I don't see myself as <laughs> I'm 25 right now, but I, I can see myself as that high school kid again, you know, ready to, to devote himself to football and try to make it to the highest level and yeah. try to go play in the NFL. And, and obviously completely different situation with me being 25 and, you know, I have my, my, my beautiful two-year-old daughter um, here yeah, and um, it's completely different situation for me, but it excites me more than anything to give a, a, a sport, give, give something of my all from the very beginning. Yeah, that's awesome to hear. Uh, so, Jalen, since you've been watching some, you know, you mentioned you watching these All Blacks highlights, you're watching these games now. Um, what about rugby is appealing to you now that you're getting more familiar with the game? Yeah, I would say, well, the easy answer for me would be to say everything about it is appealing because <laughs> it's so new and so exciting and so, you know, everything to me. But really just from the past, even even in these past couple of weeks of me trying to watch film and develop these subtle skills, I have, I've appreciated, um, the technical skills, even, even when it comes to ta- how different it is from football, not mm-hmm. leading with your head and, and, yeah. and the skills that it takes to, you know, tackle and the physicality of it, just, it excites me being a D lineman. That's, that should be a, <laughs> a given that I'm, I'm ready to hit somebody, but right. seeing some of these guys go out there and the bigger guys and the props, um, be as fast and as, as athletic as they are, and also being able to keep up with conditioning and, and hit guys just like it, they're, you know, <laughs> just just like they've been taught to their whole lives. It just it excites me to, to be able to go out there and, and, you know, hit with these these, you know, athletes, these amazing athletes. Yeah. I know, Jalen, being a defensive guy yourself, you got to be excited about the possibility to start scoring some more. Right, too. I know oh, yeah. I've watched some of your highlights as well. So I've seen your pick six at Purdue. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. we I mean, that's got to be kind of exciting, too. Right. Yep, yep, of course. That's yeah, that's right up there on the list. You know, D Lyman don't usually get the ball, so <laughs> yes. When I when I do get a chance to to get the ball, I'll make the most out of that opportunity because you know I gotta I gotta show up for my all my D linemen out there that need to get into rugby. Also, it's gonna it's a good <laughs> exactly, sport to exactly. run the ball. Yeah. So, uh, Julian, what was your immediate reaction to kind of looking at professional rugby as a potential career? I know you, you've been so focused on football, but did you know that that was a possibility now in America? I actually did not. I didn't know it was a possibility. And the more that I look into the sport and the more I start to learn the sport, I have no idea why I had never taken more, taken more of a, a serious approach to rugby because it, it seems to sit, suit me perfectly well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and a lot of other guys, a lot of American athletes that I, that I know, um, a lot of football players have, have never given it that opportunity. And that's, that's kind of what I want to bring to the table for, and I know there's a lot of rugby guys who have been playing rugby their whole lives. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, it's kind of a conflict, conflict there between crossing over football players and, you know, growing up and, and playing rugby your whole life, you want to, you know, see those guys that have been playing for the longest time, get those opportunities, but there are great opportunities out there for my, for my football guys that were just like me mm-hmm. that had no idea about rugby and have, you know, want to compete and want to stay competitive and in, in a, in a sport, but never, um, 
never know of other opportunities outside of football. Yeah. Um, wrestling and wrestling. So yeah, I just, I, you know, love it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm excited about, I'm excited to see you come out and give this thing a shot. I think you're gonna be great at it. And uh, kind of leading into that, I think the the next question I have for you is just what, what things from football and especially you with her wrestling background as well, uh, do you think will help transfer quickly to rugby? Will help the transition become easier for you? And and what are some of the things that you think will take a little bit more time to learn? Well, I would say on the football side, it would it would definitely be the physicality, tackling. Although the the technique of tackling is completely different, um, it'll it'll still be um, a, a very good base for me. Yeah, being yeah a the basic framework and, I think be the yeah, same there. Yeah, help that, you get make this change. Yeah, the tackling and the um, conditioning aspect is a little different, but that's where my wrestling background comes in, as well as tackling. My wrestling background comes in there too. But um, the footwork uh, from a from a D lineman standpoint is is great from what I see from you know all the props out there. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think there's a lot that transfers over, and I've always been an advocate of playing multiple sports throughout every stage of life. Um, you know, high school, college, and you know, middle school. I, I think all of those skills transfer over in a way, um, mm-hmm. even if that way is not seen immediately, right. that it, it takes a, it takes effect just being able to, to, to move your body certain ways and, and get after it on the field. Yeah. Awesome. And then uh, one of the other questions I had for you. No, no worries. Uh, one of the other questions I had for you, June, was just how, how have you mixed up your training at all as you kind of get ready for this first camp period in these next few weeks? Yeah. Yeah, I have. Um, um, yeah, so I, I mixed up my training. I, I you know, it, it's it's different from being um, a football player, and I, I had been doing a lot of powerlifting, and mm-hmm. um, my numbers had been going, you know, going way up, and they still are in the weight room on deadlift, squats, bench, and um, you know, front skin and, and everything, and deadlifts especially. But as I turn towards rugby, it becomes more of an endurance based training, especially, um, getting out on the, on the field, getting ready for this camp. Yeah. Tell me straight out of football season. I know, um, from firsthand experience, you're, I, I probably, and I'll never try to, to, to be a, you know, 180 pound guy running <laughs> 10 miles a day. Yeah. I'm a big guy. So that's, uh, with big guys comes, you know, a little bit more conditioning aspect of that training. So that's yeah. what I've been, pushing towards rather than um, me going out and continuing to deadlift 700 pounds however many times I, I, I do it so right. um, it has been a, a hard switch in my training but that is a part of the game and I, and I love it I love that part of it yeah I think Jalen just talking I think you have like the the perfect mindset for this you know you know what you're getting into you know it's going to take some time and you know what you, what you need to work on stuff and I think it, I'm really excited to come see you try this out personally and then the last question I have for you, Jim, before I'm going to let you go. Uh, your dad, nicknamed Glenn Robinson, played the NBA, was Big Dog. What nickname should, should rugby fans get ready to call you? <laughs> oh, man, that's a tough one. Uh, my whole life I've tried to take on that, that, that Big Dog aspect um, yeah. in a sense of, you know, when you're on the field, you do want to be a dog. You want to you wanna be the number one. You, uh, when I go out on the field, my mentality is to outwork and outcompete everybody. Mm-hmm. So if there's a nickname, now, I would say I, I would stick with the with the with the original the, the OG big dog. Big dog, I like it. I'm coming to I'm coming to, to play as hard as I can and compete as hard as I can. So, you know, these coaches are gonna see they're gonna see me dog tired yeah. when conditioning <laughs> comes, but they're also gonna see me on the field, you know, 
busting everything I got to to compete and, and you know hopefully win games for whatever team organization that I play for. Yeah. Oh, all right, Jalen. I love that. Love that answer. I'm super excited to see you come try this out here in a couple of weeks. I'm looking forward to meeting you in person, catching up with you when you get here. So thanks so much for your time, man. Really appreciate it. No problem. Thank you so much for having me on here. I, I really appreciate it. And I, I look forward to meeting you as well. <laughs> All right, out here at day six of the Rugby Town Crossover Academy with Casey McDermott. Bye. Casey, how's it going, man? It's going good. Going good. good. How you doing? Good. <laughs> so, can, Casey, could you tell us a little bit about your football career? I know you kind of played all over the place at T, uh, TCU. And just kind of, you know, talk about TCU and then uh, what was after TCU. Absolutely. So I got recruited to play defensive line for TCU. I was there for five years, uh, registered in my freshman year. Uh, First two years I played defensive line, and then my last three years I played offense, right guard, uh, tight end, fullback. And then my last, I guess, my last year at TCU as well, I was playing a little bit of defensive lineman too. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I was all over the place, but, uh, I mean, um, I felt like it helped me a lot just, you know, being an athlete. Learning offense and defensive plays, learning the scheme of things. So, uh, loved it. And um, I was fortunate enough to, you know, get a, a rookie invite training camp with Seattle Seahawks last year. And um, huh. so, yeah, so um, it's uh, paid off pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Utility man, did you have a favorite position? So, um, <laughs> played yeah. everywhere. I mean, honestly, I, I like Divas Line. Yeah. Um, you know, it was just, it was so natural to me. It was uh-huh. like, you know, second nature. But uh, obviously, I had to adjust to that. So, right. um, I, I love it no matter what. Yeah. So how did you kind of learn about this experience or this, uh, you know, opportunity? Yeah, so um, I checked my Twitter last week and, uh, you know, I know I never go on Twitter. Yeah. And I checked my DMs and I had like a request message from Rugby Town USA and I thought it was a spam. Yeah. And I replied back and they responded back pretty quickly and I get in my number and I talked to Pete on the phone like three hours later. So. Yeah. Um, here I am. So, yeah, it was nice. pretty funny. What's yeah. your experience with rugby? Do you have any? Yeah, so I grew up playing in Auckland, New Zealand. I mean, I was born and raised in Auckland, New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that's the number one sport is rugby. Uh, it's in my DNA. It's in my blood. I mean, everybody played in my family, my dad. Um, so, yeah, so growing up playing it, obviously ended up quit playing it because I moved to the States when, when I was 12. Mm-hmm. And um, so, but, I mean, I'll play every once in a while, um, you know, for fun with family, friends. But, yeah. Never really got back into playing, you know, contact. But now everything's coming back full circle, so yeah, we'll see how it goes. Funny how that happens. Yeah, huh? exactly. Have you ever been out here before? Oh yes, I've been to Denver. I have mm-hmm. a couple of uh, friends here, so yeah. I've been out. I've been Denver every did, once in a did while. Did you know that Infinity Park was here? Is this my facility? yeah, it's my first time meeting, seeing it. It's pretty sweet. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, a lot of teams, rugby teams here in the United States, they don't they don't have this. So <laughs> yeah. this is pretty sweet. Yeah. All right, Casey. That's all the questions I have for you, man. I appreciate your time. Yeah. Thank you so much. I appreciate thank it. You. Yeah. All right, now welcome on to the show, Trey Smalls, former outside linebacker at North Carolina A&T State and one of the newest members of the Rugby Town Crossover Academy. Trey, how's it going, man? It's going pretty good. Great to be here. Yeah, thank you so much for taking some time out of your day to come chat with me for a little bit. Uh, so, Trey, the first question we ask everyone that comes on the show is the easiest one. Uh, can you just tell us a little bit about where you're from? Um, so, I'm from Charleston, South Carolina, born and raised, you know, uh, humble beginnings for sure. Very nice. I've never been to South Carolina. What am I missing? Um, missing some heat yeah. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, if, I don't know if I like that. Yeah. Nah, it's it's pretty cool. You know, everybody everybody here seems to have like you know that little chip on their shoulder, the little edge to them. You know, to get things done. So right. I'm great. I'm proud to represent where I'm from. So that's nice. I like that. 
Uh, so, Trey, just kind of moving to the next one is just – I know we mentioned already you played outside linebacker, but uh, was football the only sport you played growing up, or, or did you play a few different ones? Um, so, uh, I played – when I was little, little, I played baseball, mm-hmm. basketball, uh, soccer, and football. Soccer and baseball didn't really work out too well because <laughs> baseball was in the outfield, you know, looking yeah. up in the sky, picking grass. Yeah. And then soccer, <laughs> soccer, I just wasn't into it. Right. But, uh, yeah, I grew into playing mostly basketball. I did track and uh, um, football in high school. Very nice. What position uh, in basketball did you play? I played uh, power forward in basketball. Very nice. I know I, do, I noticed that a lot of the people I've talked to that attended the crossover camp have a basketball background. Um, and I, we could talk about that a little bit more in the conversation. I think that serves rugby players well. So I, I've been making sure to ask people what, what position they played. So, Trey, can you tell me about your, your time at North Carolina A&T State? Like, how you, how'd you decide to go there? Um, did you just kind of, like, talk us through your college career a little bit? Okay, so the beginning of the recruiting process – in high school, you know, uh, first it was South Carolina State, and then North Carolina A and T came. Like that was my second offer, mm-hmm. and through and through the whole entire you know recruit process, they stayed true to me, and um, you know, I finally went on an official visit, and I fell in love. So right. I went. I ended up going there. You know, um, played you know, that linebacker spot that they had me at. I played as a freshman, so I didn't register. So, um, so I, you know, was in a blitz package my, uh, freshman and sophomore year. And then, uh, I had to get, uh, shoulder surgery the spring of my sophomore year. Nothing really like too major. Mm -hmm. Um, but it was like a six month rehab point. So I attacked the rehab, um, came back, you know, 100%, you know, better than I was coming in, you know, and then uh, they decided to move me to down the uh, defensive end, mm-hmm. you know, and then, you know, learn a new learn a new position that I haven't really, like, played much because I played maybe, like, four or five snaps in it at um, the high school level, you know. So, wow. I, so, I mean, DN wasn't really, like – Super fresh, like, super new yeah. to you then. Yeah, so I uh, came in, came into camp. Um, I caught on, you know, really well, really quickly. I worked my way up from, you know, being like number four to being a second string behind a dude that's in the NFL right now. <laughs> right. Yeah, I read Darryl that. John. Yeah, he plays in the um, plays for the Bills right now. Yeah. Um. So you know, I worked my way up. You know. Yeah, uh, you know, did my time at the end in my junior year, and I got finally a chance to, you know, start my senior year. You know, made the best of it. You know, moving at moving at you know two sixty five mm-hmm. was was a lot. Yeah, <laughs> a lot, yeah, a lot different from moving from moving at two forty at linebacker. You know, so um, but mainly had to get up to that weight to, you know, not be able to get pushed around as much. Yeah. Um. So, um. I got better and better as the weeks went on in my senior year. You know, ended up uh my senior day ended up getting defensive player of the week in the conference. Nice. I had yeah, had uh three and a half sacks and like six or seven tackles for loss. So, um and I ended up ended up coming out of the ENT with three national championships and three conference championships. So I got six rings. So That's not uh, a bad little run there. <laughs> no, nah, not a bad little run at all, you know. Yeah. And I uh, 
Also, I um, you know, I thank A&T for giving me the chance to give me the opportunity not only to be the player I was there, but also to be the man I've become today, right. you know. So very grateful to them. I like that. I like that, Trey. So I know I was reading a little bit about uh, you on the on the NFL draft diamond. So I was just kind of wondering if you could, like, take us through what, what happens after college. And, and I know you made a push for the NFL, but and it might even play into the next question, which is how you got recruited to the Rugby Town Crossover Academy. So if you could just kind of, like, take us through post-college life and, and what you've been doing training and, and then kind of how you got recruited to the Rugby Town Crossover Academy. Okay, so um, I – I had um after this after the celebration bowl, which is our national championship, mm-hmm. um, I came back home to do my internship and to like, you know, work out, uh, train for uh my pro day. So, um, you know, luckily I had a um I had a really tryout set up with the Columbus Lions mm-hmm. um like two or three weeks before uh, my pro day just to see like, you know, where my numbers was and just to see, like, if I could, you know, have, like, you know, a backup to the backup plan. For you know sure. what I'm saying? So um, I went out there, you know, they clocked me out uh, like a 4-5-2 like a or a 4-5-8, four, four, something like that. You're moving. And then 5-10-5 was like a 4-5 like a four, four, something mm-hmm. or 4-4 four, four something. And then, you know, broad jump. You know, broad jump is broad jump. <laughs> uh, but um, so and then I went out there, did the drills, you know, um, did everything I had to do. You know, we got uh, our little group got done earlier than the um, like the receivers and DBs. And um, they pulled they pulled us to the side, um, me and like two other guys. And they was just like, yeah, we're going to go ahead and offer you a contract like here today oh, before nice. you go home. You know what I'm saying? So I was excited about that. I didn't see that coming. You know, it was just, yeah, it was just a matter of like, you know, seeing where I was after all the training I had did. Mm -hmm. So, um, so took that home and then literally like two days after that COVID hit, I was like, dang, I don't know if we have, I don't even know if we're going to have pro day. And, and, and pro day ended up getting canceled. So ended up sitting at the house for two months on lockdown. And then I got back into, um, doing field work got back in the swing of things um i had some things that was set up with the anc combine that um originally was supposed to be in april but it got moved to june so i was just doing field work and training for that couldn't get really in the weight room for that really so i got out there and um you know i posted some decent times i did really good in the um positional drills you know um Thought I wouldn't hear anything uh, from that camp because yeah. uh, it took a minute. <laughs> um, so, uh, and also, also to mention, um, during this whole entire process, I had a contract to go overseas to play professional football overseas in France with oh, the wow. ne- with the Nice uh, with the Nice Dolphins. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, ultimately, COVID you know, right. drove me from, from going overseas just cause, um, you know, I, I had to, you know, make that, uh, that decision. It was like, do I want to risk flying right. eight to 10 hours to get there and then be told I got to go home or, you know, I'm just getting stuck there or something that would have been nuts. Exactly. So, um, but anyways, back to, um, the ANC combine process. So, 
you know, they said they would go give their information out to a bunch of, you know, professional stuff like that. So, um, I'm sitting, I'm waiting, you know, uh, and I got an email from, you know, the Colorado Raptors. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. You know, I'm I'm going to look at it and yeah, see yeah. what it's about. You know, I took a look at it. Now, it looked very interesting to me. And I showed my mother. My mother uh, is like my manager because, yeah. you know, I have, I have like, she's my, my manager slash agent because I have no, I have no official agent. Right. And, you know, she, she's always, she's always the one that, um, yeah. Help me with that kind of process and she stuff knows like best that. too right she knows what's best oh yeah oh yeah for sure and then so uh we looked over it and she said it would be a great opportunity and i was like i think so too so we you know went ahead and you know emailed uh pete and um you know he hit us back he was like um just give me you know give me a call the next day talk to him on the phone mm-hmm. you know he sounded real genuine real you know everything he said was real so um Got got the plane ticket, and then two weeks later, you know, I'm in, you know, Denver, Colorado. Yeah. So, nice. And then, like, when you get that email, and then when when you set up this meeting with Peter, like, what it, what did you know about rugby up until you know a few weeks ago? Uh, honestly, the All Blacks. Yeah, <laughs> that's 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 all I really know yeah. from watching their um documentary series on Amazon. Uh, uh, what's it called? Um, I think it's all or nothing with yeah, the all uh, or nothing. That's right. Yeah, all or nothing with New Zealand All Blacks. You know, watch, watching them play, I was like, wow. Like, for, just from watching that, you know, like whenever it came out, like two years ago, watching that, I was like, wow, that looks really like intense yeah. and you know, real fun. So, you know, having that come full circle two years later is mm-hmm. really like you know crazy. So um, that's all I really knew about it. Yeah, you know. So, yeah. So then, so you get that email and you talk to Peter on the phone and you make the decision to come out. So like, what were, what were your thoughts heading into the camp? Were, were you nervous? Were you scared? Like what, what was kind of going through your mind as, as you got ready for this camp? Um, I don't really tend to get, uh, nervous as, you know, as much as I used to. Yeah. It was more so of me being excited, right? you know, just, just to be able, this, this, how it was through my whole entire process just to be able to get an opportunity to showcase my skills was enough for me. Right. You know what I'm saying? So getting that, getting that opportunity was just a great feeling. And now it's just like, you know, I was ready to go at one point, you know, I was like, yeah, I'm ready for this camp to start. Cause I got, I got here, I got here early. Okay. And, you know, and you know, just so happy my hotel room was set up to where I could see like the stadium and the, right. the screen and stuff like that. I was like, oh yeah, this, this looks, this looks like a great experience to have. So nice. So then, so you get through the week of camp. So what was your overall impression of the camp? Like, what about it? Did you like, uh, you know, just how did, how'd you feel about the camp as a whole? Um, how I felt about the camp as a whole, it was done very, very well, uh, very upheld, um, Everybody was held accountable. Everybody, you know, was out there having a great time, you know, just learning the sport, mm-hmm. you know, and having fun with it, you know. And then uh, the coaches are professional, top-tier coaches. You know, their whole staff is top-tier and professional. They'll help you out whenever you, like, ask questions, like, you know, uh, show you different types of techniques, how to do it and how yeah. to do it right, 
you know, so I, from what I took from the camp, I was just like, wow, like they they knew exactly what they was doing. And, you know, so I, I and I, in my head, I was like, if I get this, you know, this chance to come out here, you know, I'm going to be in good hands because they're going to, you know, teach me the game and teach me how to be better and better. Right. So. And, and is that kind of what you expected or, or what did you have? Like, did you have any expectations when you came in because it is so new or was it just a, a total learning process? Like you just came out here to see, see what was kind of happening. Um, honestly, the expectations, you know, I knew in rugby, I knew everybody had, had a chance with the ball and everybody was tackling everybody, mm-hmm. you know? So I knew that much and I was just like, in my head, I was like, if I get a chance to like get the ball or to be able to showcase my skills with the ball, yeah, to be to be able to go at it full speed, you know. So um, that's what was going through my head, really, you know. Uh, and I just knew because I mean I didn't I didn't been around the block a couple of times, so I I knew <laughs> I knew like what to expect when they said the word camp. So I so yeah. I had the mindset of you know. Uh, you know, going to practice, being out, you know, outside the room for like, you know, six or seven hours right. and be coming back, coming back at like eight o'clock, taking it, you know, going to sleep, getting up at six in the morning, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, it ended up not being like that, you yeah. know what I'm saying? It ended up being, you know, more so of we want to make sure you guys are healthy because this sport has no pads. Like right. there's no, you know what I'm saying? It's full speed, no pads, you know, hitting so um the difference between you know you know this rugby camp and a regular football camp regular football camp you know we, we're up at 6 a.m eating breakfast then we're going to you know either go to the weights or watch film mm-hmm. and then go into practice and then get lunch watch film you know go to dinner then come back and watch film right you know here here is more so get up you know have you a little snack breakfast come out you know, come to practice, we're going to teach you the drills and actually make sure you're doing them right and build up full, like to full speed, you yeah. know, at the end of the day or at the end of the week, you know, and then eat lunch, watch some film, watch what we did wrong and whatnot. And the days we had two days, go back out and practice um, two hours later, you know, knowing that what we had to do this morning is like compensating, you know, still a learning factor. You know, so um, even the two days, you know, those were, you know, held responsibly, not, you know, as some, you know, football camps would be like back in the day before they outlawed two days. Right, like, right. All right, let's go. We're going to go back full speed, hitting everybody, you know what I'm saying? So. And uh, um, it's it's funny that you say all that because I know just a few of the guys I talked to when, when everybody was out here were saying the same thing. And so it is kind of it just seems like a nice change of pace for everybody, everybody coming from these high level football backgrounds yeah. and and so it's funny that you say that yeah most definitely that's how that's exactly how it was <laughs> so um yeah so i that's what i that's what i took from it the yeah. whole entire camp. so very nice so Trey, one of the last questions i had for you is just kind of what are the next steps for you so i saw you've accepted the offer you're going to come back out here in january is that correct just kind of yes, like sir. take us through through the next few months of, of your life um so as of right now, I'm, you know, conditioning, weightlifting, training, um, doing all types of the rugby drills that they sent me, you know, working hand-eye coordination with the ball, trying to get better, um, 
better and better at my passing, even though it was already up there, but I'm still, I still want to be the best I can be. You right. know what I'm saying? That That's the mindset I always have. I want to be better than, you know, than I was the day before. I always, always try to be better than I did before. So whether I be in the weight room, you know, on the field, et cetera, et cetera, in the film room too, I always want to be better than I was yesterday. Mm -hmm. So that's my mindset, you know, this whole month of December before I come up to uh, Denver. And then when I get to Denver, you know, uh, once I move in, it's it's on and rolling. You know what right. I'm saying? Uh, you know, we're up there, you know, to get better at rugby, you know, going to get better at practice in the film room and in the weight room, you yeah. know, uh, try to be always be better than the day before. And then, you know, when it comes down to game time, hopefully, you know, everything that in the off season that we put in will show out on the field. Right. So. I know. I know. I'm looking forward to it. It's been, it's been, I know I had a good time watching everybody learn. And uh, so I, I guess it's safe to say, Trey, you, you got the bug for rugby, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah. I, I had, I had it after the second day. After the second had, day. Yeah. <laughs> What what kind of was the tipping point? Like, do you, do you remember when it hit you? Was it so, was it a certain drill or, or what about like what about the second day? When when did it hit you? Um, I want to say it really stemmed off the first day, but the second day this was the icing on cake. Right. Just <laughs> just like I said, being able to move the way, like it's like a like it was like a freedom. Right. Like not so much not so much as a, like a restriction of. You know, you got basically you got the ball. You you're the quarterback right now. Yeah. You you got you got you can dictate what happens. You can dictate who you pass to, how you pass it, and you know how to gain uh yardage or meters. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. So being able to go out there and like I said with the earlier with the um the Columbus camp in Columbus, Georgia. Being able to go out there and showcase my skills and see where I was right. at after training so hard was just like wow, you know, you know. So um, being able to see my, you know, see my skills at the end of the camp, you know, on that big screen on the film, I was like wow, I didn't know I was doing that good. Yeah, you know. So that's awesome. Yeah. So Trey, when yeah. was the last time you got to carry the ball in football? Did you ever get the chance to carry the ball like in high school or, or little league or something uh, like that? Uh, last time I got a chance to carry the football was high school. I played H back as well in high okay. school. Um, so it's you been know, a few I had, years. I'm sure it's nice yeah. to get back to carrying the ball. Oh yeah, most definitely. Because you know, in football, <laughs> yeah, on defense, you either got to pick it off or yeah, uh, scoop it up, or something, yeah, something like that. So uh, yeah, it's been a minute. That's that's good. All right, Trey. That's all the questions I had for you, man. I appreciate the time. Hey, no problem. Thank you for having me. Yep, look forward to see you back out here in a few weeks. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right, now welcome on Dan Stone of the Rugby Town Crossover Academy. Dan, how's it going? Not too bad, Colton. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thank you for uh, taking the time out of your day to come chat with me for a little bit. Your guy I've been wanting to talk to, I know we just chat a little bit. Uh, I think you have a unique perspective on on what kind of happened at the Rugby Town Crossover Academy's first camp a couple weeks ago. But, Dan, the first question we ask everybody that comes on the show is the easiest one is, can you just tell us a little bit about where you're from? Sure. So um, I'm originally from a small town in upstate New York. Uh, it's called Potsdam. Hmm. Um, it's about 20 minutes from the border to Canada. So I'm... Uh, come from a pretty cold place so yeah. this this weather we're having right now feels kind of normal to me 
That's cool. Um, yeah. I know it was um, a hot summer. I've been looking forward to it cooled down a little bit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it seems like it's gone on a little <laughs> longer than usual as well. So, Dave, right. how did you get into rugby? So, I started playing rugby um, my sophomore year of college. Um, my The first college that I went to was Stonehill College. Um, it's a small liberal arts school near Boston. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I originally had walked on to the track team there, uh, Division Two program, um, and after a year of participation there, um, doing that, I was actually asked um, by the rugby coach at the school if I'd like to give rugby a try, um, and and this happened actually at an intramural soccer game. I was just um, playing some soccer with uh, some friends of mine and the rugby, t- the rugby team was having their practice on the, on the field uh, just adjacent to where we were playing. Right. And he must've seen me uh, playing soccer and then approached me. Um, originally I told him that I, I couldn't, I was part of the track team and he was like, all right, yeah, that's fair. Uh, Coach Bowen would kill me. Um, so, but, just figured I'd come over and ask because you're a big guy and I think you'd be good at the sport. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that piqued my interest enough. And then after watching some film, I decided to uh, take that step. And I, I left the track team and joined the rugby team. Wow. Yeah. That's interesting. So I know you just mentioned you, you ran track and you were playing soccer. Is that the other, is that the only other two sports that you played or did you play other sports growing up? Yeah. Growing up, um, I played soccer. Uh, I played baseball until about ninth grade. Um, at that point I switched to golf. Mm -hmm. Um, I also played basketball as well. Nice. Yeah. So I, I've been wanting to ask people this, and, and especially you since you had played soccer. What do you think playing rugby feels more like? Like if you had of all those sports put together, if you had to pick like a few, because I feel like pe- I feel like people don't understand as much that I feel like it's more like basketball and soccer rather than football. Like if you take out the contact aspect of it, would yeah, I have. Me? I would have to agree with you there, um, especially with basketball. Um, the the offensive positioning and how you draw defenders and uh put your teammates into open space you know faking passes um to make passes yeah uh you having good footwork and good vision and you know whenever there's a line break you're basically you're basically on a fast break right um you've got three on two three on one, two on one. And, you know, just like in basketball, it's all about finding that space and beating the defender and getting to the bucket. Right. I know I was talking to Travis about that. And and I thought a lot of the people at this rugby town crossover Academy's first camp a few weeks ago, Mm -hmm. um, in addition to having the the high level football and wrestling experience, uh, a lot of them I've talked to have played basketball and you could kind of tell that like in the, in the space manipulation drills and even like, with the passing, like the way they handled the ball was a little better than I was anticipating. And I think a lot yeah. of that is from basketball. I saw a lot of yep. people like running switches and, and even like in, in some of those two on one, three on one draw and pass drills are already getting tricky, like behind the back and all that stuff. And I think that just stems from basketball. 
Yeah, I want to definitely. Make sure I asked you that. Mm-hmm. That's cool. So, Dan, how did you get recruited to the camp? So, um, I've been living in Glendale for a little over a year now. Mm-hmm. Um, originally, after graduating from college, um, I had reached out to uh, Mark Bullock um, uh, through through my through my coach at Notre Dame, Justin Hickey, he gave me his contact info um, about a program that the Raptors were running, um, which was recruiting college players to play for the Vail men's rugby team. Right. And um, I had to make a player CV with like stats and sports accomplishments and get two letters of reference. And I was accepted to come out to the program. Um, Unfortunately, right before I was set to leave, um, I was playing in the CRC with my team. um, And I tore my ACL and meniscus in my right knee. Um, I was fortunate enough that the staff uh, and Mark were uh, still allowed me to, to come out and, um, you know, watch mm-hmm. from the sidelines and help the team with whatever I can and learn as much as I can, even though I wouldn't be able to play. Mm-hmm. Um, and since then I've been on the long road to recovery, but I'm, you know, finally back at it. And, you know, having kept in contact with Mark and, you know, kept him updated about my progress and all that. Um, I, I guess he must have seen something in me and in my character, at yeah. least. And um, he knew that I was ready to get back into the game. So he figured that this crossover academy would be a good chance for me to showcase what I could do. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I'm very fortunate that um, I was given that chance. That's awesome. And I know you were one of the guys, I think there was a, a few of them. I know Malik Bryant had some rugby experience and Dayton Sheridan yep. had some rugby experience, but I think it might've been just you three, right? That had actually had rugby experience and played uh, rugby. Too, oh, as well. Latu, excuse me. Yeah. 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 He, he looked like he had some as well. <laughs> I didn't get a chance to talk to him though. So, uh, what was that like? I mean, have you ever, had you ever attended a, a week long camp like this before and not necessarily even the, the crossover aspect, but just like a week long, just rugby camp where that's literally all you're doing is you're waking up, you're practicing, you're watching tape, you're going to practice again, you're watching more tape. Like, had you ever been to a camp like this? I actually have not. Um, I mean, the closest thing I would say is, you know, some of the preseason camps I've been to um, at Notre Dame, but even those were were nothing like this. Um, and I've and I've got to say, I really loved it because they really showed what it what it would mean to make this sport, you know, your job. Right. Um, and you know, I had a, I had a great time, but it was it was definitely a new experience for me. Yeah. And Dan, it looked like you were a busy man because they were dragging you out for all the the examples and, and demonstrated yeah. drills. It looked like from from yeah. my perspective. <laughs> so, what did you think of the overall idea of this camp when they first asked you to come? Like, did 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 the fact that it's like a crossover thing where you're you're going to come in and train with all these guys that hadn't played rugby before? Did that kind of pique your interest, or like, what did you think about all that? Um, you know, I really liked. Um the core idea of this camp because um i think i think their idea 
um, at its heart is to to grow American rugby, uh, domestic rugby, and you know, Mark and I don't know if a couple of the other guys have been on this uh, this podcast and talked to you, but yeah, um, I think we've we've made it through the coaching staff yeah. and, and all those guys. So. Yeah, their so like their idea was that you know the United States has these great athletes and they're all being pushed into other sports and rugby is I believe the number two international sport Mm -hmm. in the world and it's it's something that I've wanted to see grow um just because since I've become a part of it yeah uh, because I love the game so much and you know it was it was cool to see the investment by the staff um and and taking that step, you know, to really grow the game here, mm-hmm. um, which in the last ten years, I, it seems like, you know, rugby's made leaps and bounds, sure. and I, I'm really excited to see what's like another ten years from now. Right, and I think one of the unique things that that I mean, just in my personal opinion, is like where these players that, that that are coming to this camp are at in their athletic career. And I think that's yeah. one of the smart things that they've done is they picked them right after college or like, I mean, you would know better than anybody because you were out there tackling and getting tackled by these guys that yeah. could very well, like narrowly missed out being on in on the NFL. I yeah. think that is like the one thing that, that it's kind of not been explored because you know, like it's just the opportunity hasn't been there. So I think that giving them this opportunity at that point in their career is like the most interesting thing. And I think will be super beneficial. Um, and like you said, I'm looking forward to seeing where it goes. Yeah. And I, I think the guys, a lot of the guys realize that um, whether or not, you know, an eventual rugby career comes out of this camp. Yeah. Um, rugby is such a complete game and you have to be you have to be strong you have to be fast you have to be smart you have to have endurance um and you have to be thinking all the time and you know because of that whether or not rugby continues for these guys i think they see it as um, a great learning and development experience and certainly won't hurt them in the long run right anyway they anyway they do it Right. And I think even just if we like boil it down and say that, you know, say that, I don't know, a couple of these guys don't make it, don't achieve their goal. They don't play, you know, pro football. They don't do this or they don't do that, but like they're still yep. interested in the game. And he, and isn't that the whole point of it all? Like it's growing rugby regardless. Like you're, they introduced the sport to some football players and some wrestlers that didn't know about it beforehand. And yep. now they're interested and they like it. And they, if even if they go play for like a local club, right, that's growing the sport of rugby. And that's like the goal. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. I've uh, been thinking about it a lot. So, and I know you already kind of touched on this a little bit, but just kind of what was your overall impression of the camp? Like, I know you said you liked it. I know you talked about it. Uh, being something that kind of like showed everybody what it takes to to treat this sport as a job. But um, what yep. were some of the things like of the camp that kind of stuck out to you? Um, I was I was impressed first of all with um, all the guys that came in, um, and you know I was impressed with how quickly a lot of them picked it up. At least 
at least the the basic ball skills, um, you know, passing and catching. I remember when I first started playing, um, I was so unused to the the shape of the rugby ball. I could right. I could uh, I could barely catch the dang thing. Um, but uh, these guys really showed out, uh, you know, the caliber of athletes that they are. Um, secondly, I was. I was really impressed by the professionalism of the camp and how it was run by the staff. Um, it's not to say that I wasn't expecting it, but, um, you know, as I said before, I hadn't been a part of something like this before. Right. So, um, I, I thought they did a really good job, you know, making sure we had everything we needed, um, making sure trainings were, you know, well structured, well paced, um, and, you know, making sure that all the guys had a lot of fun as well. Yeah. So. Oh, that's awesome to hear. And I know, Dan, you just kind of talked a little bit about your experiences, like when you first started to play rugby. But how did how did this, you know, camp compare to some of the other first practices that you've been a part of with with guys that, you know, are just learning how to play rugby? Um, I, you know, I'd say it's similar, but um, – Honestly, it, this was an entirely different animal. Um, you know, coming from my start at a small, you know, D2 club team um, where we barely had 20 guys. Um, uh, and then, you know, progressing to my time at Notre Dame, that was a whole different animal. Um, but this, again, was an entirely different animal just because of the just because of the caliber of guys right. that were at the camp. Um and, and how quickly they progressed and picked it up and their, you know, and how their athletic abilities carried them through um, a lot of the things that were being taught. Right. I know just kind of reflecting back to the, the first day uh, when we came out for the, for the afternoon session and I was standing on the, like kind of behind the camera watching, um, just going through like some basic like hands mm -hmm. passing drill and like, just how fast everything was already. And so like yeah. you were saying like there, everybody that attended this, this camp was just such like an elite athlete that it, it was just like, it was a sight to see. And I feel like through all the years of sports that I've been involved of in, in any level, it's coaches are always preaching. Like if you're going to make a mistake, do it at full speed. And this was kind of the first time I'd actually seen that like personified where they might not. They might not throw the prettiest pass. They might not catch the pass. They might have to scoop it up. But they are literally running like as fast as they can. And just even that was kind of the first realization. It was like, wow, this could be really cool. I think this is going to be really cool just as it progresses. And um, yeah. you, you being like in the fire, I can imagine you have you had a unique perspective with all that as well. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. I mean, and these guys, they're all they're all extremely competitive mm -hmm. and. Um, you know, that's, that's why they've gotten, that's part of why they've gotten so far in their athletic career so far. Um, and you know, that competitive nature didn't change in the camp. Everyone wanted to play. Everyone wanted to do the drills, right? Everybody wanted to do them, um, as well as they could. Right. Um, and so there was that level of focus from them, which I really like to see as well. Yeah. So I know, yeah, that's perfect, Dan. I know just from talking to you, you, you said that you'd accepted the offer, so you'll be you'll be back here uh, around yep. a lot more. I'm sure we'll be seeing you around uh, quite yep. frequently here in a few weeks. So could you just kind of tell us what these these next few months look like for you, and and just kind of 
you know, what you're going to be doing before uh, you report back here in January? Yeah, so uh, mostly what my goal is uh, leading into January is to uh, lift and bulk up as much as I can and get back to the, uh, the playing weight that I was uh, when I left Notre Dame. Um, you know, after, after my surgery, I, I lost a lot of weight and I've, I've taken my recovery slow and gradual to make sure that I did it right. Um, and I'm not putting myself in a bad position to get re-injured, but yeah, um, basically just in the gym every day, eating, eating as much as I can. And I'm, I'm also doing some, I'm also doing some ball skills, uh, with Mark and, uh, Mose when we have time together as well, Perfect. as well. Very nice, Dan. Well, like I said, uh, look forward to seeing you around in a few weeks. Congrats on the offer, and uh, thank you so much for, for the chat. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, Colton. <laughs> All right, now welcome on to the show, the newest member of the Rugby Town Crossover Academy, Cameron Marshall. Cameron, how's it going, man? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me. Of course. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for doing this such short notice. I really appreciate that. So, Cameron, the first question we ask everybody that comes on the show is the easiest question. It's just can you tell us a little bit about where you're from? Yeah, uh, I was born in New York, uh, Rochester, New York, and then moved down to Raleigh, North Carolina when I was eight, and I've been here ever since. Very nice. I've never been to North Carolina. What, what am I missing? Uh, I mean, it kind of depends on what city you're in. So Raleigh's the biggest city, and then we have Charlotte. Um, and then you go a couple hours east, you're at the beach. Very nice. Um, you know, Raleigh's the big college town. Charlotte's a big college town. So. Um, if you're a partier, I mean, it's cool, but <laughs> if not, then it's just no state. <laughs> right. I hear you. So Cameron, can you tell us a little bit about, uh, some of the sports that you played growing up? I know you're primarily a football player. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Perfect. Yeah. Can you just kind of tell us about some of the sports you played growing up and, uh, just a little bit about your football career? Yeah. So I dabbled, um, in a lot of sports. So I played baseball growing up, um, I did a little bit of, you know, street hockey, um, basketball, uh, football, of course. Um, I did a little bit of tennis. Um, and then I just did like a couple of pickup things and a couple of other sports. Um, but those were the sports that I really just uh, spent, you know, more than a couple of days on. Right. You know, uh, as far as football goes, um, you know, I only played one year in high school, surprisingly. Mm-hmm. Um, I played basketball mainly, but. I knew that football was my first love, um, what I wanted to do as a career. So um, after high school, I went on to Independence Community College, um, did a year and a half there, um, transferred to NC State. Um, the plan was to play at NC State, but had some um, issues behind the scenes. So that didn't really work out. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, after NC State, I went on to play semi-pro football in Michigan mm-hmm. uh, for a year. Um, then I found myself back here, uh, doing some combines and stuff like that. Um, and then that of course didn't work out cause I found myself at the crossover camp. <laughs> That's okay though. It sounds like, it sounds like it, maybe it worked out in the long run. We, we just, you know, it was a roundabout way of working out maybe. Um, right. so what position did you play in basketball? Cause you played safety when you played football. Is that right? Correct. Cool. Wait, what position you play in basketball? I played all everywhere. Everywhere. Um, it just depended on what team I was playing for. Yeah. So my I was my AU coach, 
And when I played with my dad, I was mainly the one, two guard. Um, mm-hmm. Then in high school, they had me at four or five, which didn't really make sense to me because I'm only six, three, but mm-hmm. <laughs> just playing with shorter teams. Yeah. Kind of get thick. Yeah. So now that you you have a, a rugby camp under your belt, you've got some rugby experience. What what did the camp feel more like you were playing? Did it feel more like football or did it feel more like basketball? Because just from looking, I played a little rugby myself. I never played organized basketball, but when I played rugby, it all it always seemed like basketball transferred over. Like the basketball, the skills you learn in basketball, whether it's moving without the ball and even some of the passing, it just it looks very like similar to basketball. I thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, so it was a mix of both. So, of course, football, you know, with the hitting and, um, you know, filling the gaps and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but definitely basketball transfers over because uh, with the lines and the line integrity that the coach is really big on, mm-hmm. uh, you know, doing the lateral shuffle just to stay in front of your man. Um, and then on offense, just finding the hole, um, like you said, moving without the ball. Yeah. Uh, base um because in basketball is really big you don't want to be all bunched up um in the same spot on the court so this more space you have the better the offense works and it's kind of the same thing in rugby so just in the field um just you know finding open space and seeing what i can do with that open space so it definitely helps that i've played um basketball a lot in my life and then also football because i think that they would both come into one right rugby. Yeah, for sure. I would agree with you. I know I had Trey Smalls on the show a couple of weeks ago, and we were talking about a little bit of the same thing. And I think it really hit me. I was down there, obviously, every day watching you guys, but it was one of the, I think it was one of the last days. It, it was like a drill. I think it was like a three-on-one with contact and just watching people pass. It, it just really looked like you. everybody was playing like three-on-three. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Uh, so, Cameron, mm-hmm. can, you, can you tell us a little bit about how you got invited to the crossover camp? Yeah, so uh, funny, I was actually at work when I got the email from uh, Coach Pass. And, um, you know, me never playing rugby before, except for, you know, I, I think I played pickup for one day and that was it. Mm-hmm. And that was, I think, two years ago. Um, so when I initially saw the email, you know, I didn't think so much of it because, um, you know, I never even really right. thought about rugby being played in the States other than, you know, a couple of club teams. Yeah. Um, so, like I said, I didn't think any much of it, um, but I ended up looking up their website and also talking to a friend who's played rugby, and he said he was familiar with the Raptors. Yeah. Um, so he encouraged me to um, talk to Coach Pass more about it and more in depth. So um, me and him had a talk, and, you know, the rest is history. You know, I got my plane ticket, um, went out there for the week, and, uh, you know, I enjoyed it. Nice. When was that? Was that in October or September? Uh, it was yeah late October. That okay, so pretty quick turnaround then. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Yeah, and so I know you mentioned that you you had played the pickup game once or twice, but is there any, what did you know about rugby kind of going in when you got the invite? Had you watched it before, or was it was all your experience just based off that one pickup game? I think the only thing I knew about rugby was you couldn't pass forward and uh-huh. you hit people. <laughs> that's i mean that's pretty good understanding of the game i feel like for for somebody that, that had never played or like watched it that's that's yeah, pretty I good was, first day i was completely lost yeah uh, it was so much to take in but um you know looking back on it now uh i definitely know a lot more and that's thanks to the coaches you know being so patient with everybody um and you know uh the way they taught yeah um it was just 
crystal clear. Right. What did, what did you kind of expect when, when you, you know, you buy your ticket, you're on the plane, like what, what's kind of the thoughts that are going through your head? Because I can imagine that's like pretty intimidating to go fly across the country to, to, had you been to Denver before? Uh, no, this is my first time. Yeah. So you're flying across the country to a place you've never been to play a sport that you never played. What, so what's kind of like going through your head when you're on the plane? Um, you know, it was kind of back and forth between a couple of thoughts, you know, on one side of things, I'm like, you know, it's just another day in the park. Um, other side of things, it's like, you know, I have absolutely no clue what to expect (laughs) um, besides the fact that I know I might be running a lot. Yeah. Um, because the rugby conditioning pairs well with, you know, the soccer conditioning, that's what they told me, you know, football and soccer. So, um, you know, I didn't want to think too much because I didn't want to overwhelm myself. Um, definitely uh, was back and forth with the, um, you know, just like nothing in the park and, you know, yeah. not necessarily nervous, but a couple butterflies here and there, you know? Yeah. I can imagine that's kind of a weird place to be, though, mentally. That's got to be, I don't know if I could do it, but that's why I'm talking to you about that experience and I didn't do it. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so how did the camp stack up to some of these football camps that, that you'd been to in the past? Um, I would say, uh, you know, the rugby camp was more, well, of course it was informative because, you know, the guys there had never had played rugby before. Yeah. Um, except for a few. Um, but I would say it was pretty well. Um, you know, the football camps I've been to, you know, it was just a lot of, testing that's pretty much all it was you know mm-hmm. how fast you are how quick you are in space um how well you can get out of your break and stuff like that yeah. um you know while that same thing still applied at the rugby camp um you know they just didn't make it a point you know they didn't really come out and say we're going to see how fast you are but mm-hmm. if they know you're fast you know they would commit you on that yeah um well, overall, you know, I think um, the rugby, uh, you know, crossover camp was less, I would say, stressful. Yeah. Um, it's got to be kind of refreshing, that, right? Right. Uh, because, you know, when you're going into a football combine and then you're uh, for testing, you know, a lot of people don't test well. Uh-huh. But you get them on the actual field is a totally different story. Right. Versus us coming to uh, the rugby camp, all of us are on the same playing field. All of us are starting at square one. So um, I didn't have to worry about I got to look this good or I got to look this way because, I mean, everybody's probably going to look the same way at the end of the day. Right. Um, so it was comforting to know that I really didn't have a lot to worry about. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you know, I still had to worry about performing and using my athleticism to my advantage. Right. So, uh, I guess with that, is it safe to say you enjoyed the camp? I did. Um, I really did. What, what uh, about it? What about the camp did you like? Um, you know, the people, honestly. Um, the players who were invited. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I just enjoyed playing with every single one of them. Um you know, I, I was telling people back home once I got home that uh, there's always one guy at a trout or a camp where I look at and I'm like, you know, I really don't want to play with <laughs> Right. Uh, but I don't think there was one guy at the camp where 
I looked at them and said that, you know, I looked at all the guys there and I said, you know, I enjoy all these guys. Um, I enjoy the camaraderie in such a short week. Yeah. Um, I would enjoy playing with every single one of these guys. Um, and of course, when you are around great people, whatever you're doing is that much better. Right. Um, and then just the game itself, just learning a new game itself. Um, you know, it's, of course, there was a little bit of learning, learning curve. Yeah. Um, but you know, once I got the ins and outs of the game, um, I can truly say that, yeah, I enjoy rugby now. I couldn't say that before. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, and then me back home now, just kind of diving in, uh, learning all the ins and outs to find friends of the, of the game and stuff like that. So I'm, you know, progressively getting more and more excited as the time comes for me to go out for my first practice. Um, and, you know, I can't wait. That's awesome. And I don't know, just kind of from my perspective, I can kind of echo some of the stuff that, that you said, but just watching, uh, you know, I was down there taking pictures and uh, doing my best to just kind of take it all in because this, I'm sure Peter Pask and most of the people you've talked to, like this is seriously something that, hasn't really been done in rugby before especially here in america so um it's pretty cool to see and i was just surprised that honestly like how fast everybody picked it up because it's like you were saying everybody except i think four people came here with with no rugby experience and um by the end of that week it, it looked great it, it just looked awesome and um i think one of the other things i noticed is just like how fast everybody played like there was mistakes, of course, that's, that's bound to happen when you're learning a new game and especially something like rugby, that's, that's pretty foreign to people, but everything was just so fast. And I feel like that's what they preach at every level of every sport is like, if you're going to make a mistake, just do it at full speed. And this was kind yeah. of the first time I had like seen that in person. I feel like people talk about it a lot, but I'd never seen that before until I watched all you guys go out and learn this, but you know, whether it just be like passing the ball or, the, or these contact drills, like it was happening at full speed. And it was just kind of, it's cool to see like what this could become and you know, how good of rugby players, like everybody on the field could become. So that, that was kind of cool for me to see. Um, it's cool to hear you say that. Cause I feel like it's, it's kind of aligned there. Yeah, definitely. definitely. For sure. And I know you said you like rugby now, so you, you've caught the bug. Um, do you remember like a, a specific point in the week that, that it kind of hit you, that, that it kind of clicked in your brain and you were like, man, this is fun. I like this. This is something I want to keep doing. Uh, so funny enough, that actually didn't happen during the week. Really? Uh, <laughs> That's no, interesting. I, <laughs> I noticed that, you know, it was fun. Uh -huh. uh, like I had a good time, but, you know, I didn't really notice it was fun, fun until I got back home and I started working out with people who knew the game of rugby. Yeah. And, and, um, I think it really was just like, I think last week or two weeks ago where I really sat down and told myself like, man, this is really fun. <laughs> um, and I mean, even when, um, you know, coach Bullock sat me down in the office after uh, the camp and he offered me the contract. Yeah. Um, I didn't mean, I still think about it to this day. I don't think my response was all hip, hip, hooray to yeah. them, which was, I mean, unintentional. Right. Um, but it was just the fact that I was still kind of like, well, I still don't know the sport. Right. So it's hard to get excited about something when you like don't know what you're doing, you know? For sure. Um, but yeah, like I said, coming back home, um, learning more of it. Now, if he would have said the same thing to me today, I would have been jumping for joy. Right. Um, just because I understand it more and now I can generally say I have fun playing rugby. Right. 
Cameron, I found that hard to believe that you weren't you weren't so happy because I watched your vlogs, man. You look pretty happy, like when you're walking out of the building on that last video. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, you saw that. <laughs> <laughs> I, saw, I saw that. You you seem pretty happy. But... Yeah, it was it was kind of hard to show initially, right? Uh, but yeah, but I was smiling. Um, yeah, you got me on that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I get what you're saying, though. I, I mean, I still get the points that you're making. But I did want to ask you a couple questions about the, the vlog. I thought that was a good idea. Um, that's something that, I mean, I know when I travel, I, I try to, like, take notes of, of stuff, especially if it's places I've never been before. Like, just make notes of stuff that I did so that I can look back and be like, oh, yeah, I remember that. That was fun. Or, you know, it helps me pair up, like, with pictures I took if my, you know, I may not remember it in the moment or something like that. So, uh, how, how'd you get that idea to do that? Um, so I had a lot of people back home who I knew were going to be curious about the week. Um, you know, like you said, flying halfway across the country, doing something I've never done before. Um, I knew when I was, when I came back, I was going to have, you know, a bunch of questions. I'm going to be bombarded with questions. So, <laughs> you could just um, refer them to the YouTube channel. I like that. Right. So that was the sole <laughs> purpose. You know, I didn't want to. You know, my plan wasn't to market these videos. It was just to send them to friends and family. Just yeah. to say, like, hey, I made this video. You know, keep up with me through YouTube and let that be that. Yeah. I mean, that's a good way to remember it, though, because, I mean, you can go back and, and look at it. Um, but, no, I thought, that, I thought that was a good idea, something unique. So I don't think anybody else did that while they were here. So that was kind of cool to see. Um, so, Cameron, what do the next few weeks look like for you? Like how – I know you, you mentioned you've signed, so you're coming back. Um, what, what are you kind of doing to train right now? And then when are you planning on heading back here to, to Denver? Yeah. So, uh, the main thing I'm doing is conditioning, yeah. um, cause that's going to kick my butt. I already know it. Um, but, uh, you know, a lot of weight training, um, a lot of conditioning. Also, um, I do, I try to do scrimmages now once a week with um, a couple of my rugby guys. Yeah. Just perfect. Field. Um, what a rugby match would look like, yeah. Uh, you know, at full speed. Um, so just getting familiar with that. I'm also watching a lot of film um, to continue to uh, grow my knowledge of rugby. Um, and you know, unfortunately, when I got back from Denver, um, I caught COVID. Oh no! So for you know, 10, 14 days, I was stuck in my room. So I, you know, I kind of set myself back in that instance. Yeah, and I lost 10 pounds. Um, so trying to get that weight back, um, is going to be a little bit of a struggle, but yeah, you no, know, I'm going there, headed there. So you feeling uh, better? Yeah, definitely. That's yeah. good. Um, so, you know, I work at a gym, thankfully, so yeah. I don't have to go far to work out. That's, that makes um, it easy. Yeah. yeah. So definitely just a lot of weight training, um, a lot of conditioning, a lot of film. So that's going to be my next couple of weeks. And then I'll be back January 8th. Um, so I'll spend my first weekend, um, in Denver. Then that first practice will be the 11th. Perfect. That sounds awesome, man. Uh, uh, I know I'm looking forward to, to seeing you all back out on the field and, um, I hope everybody's as excited as you are. So I'm glad that, that you're recovered from COVID. That's some scary stuff. Um, but that's all the questions I had for you came. So thank you so much for, for your time, man. I really appreciate it. Of course. Thank you for having me.